Cougs House. The Houston Cougars look to get back on track this Thursday night, and there's three important matchups they've got to win to have a shot. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth, to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who can't by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you can lay us on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. That's where you found us. It is so good to see you again. Remember to subscribe. We're doing giveaway every 250 subscribers. Uh, we are over 1,600 on our way to 1,750. So we subscribe to get us there ASAP. Uh, if you listen to this and you listen to the matchups and you can't think of, you know, what goes well together or you have, can't think of thoughts to put together after this, tell us if you're more of a PB&J person or a grilled cheese person, right? So today's episode is going to be looking at a handful of important matchups in this game. Now, admittedly, I picked three that I thought were interesting to keep an eye on that could decide the game. There are obviously going to be more, like Doug Belk, Houston's defensive coordinator, versus Jaheim White, who's the up-and-coming running back that looks like he may kind of have a little bit extra pop for West Virginia and kind of be the like, next guy up. I think of that as more of a key to the game. That'll be tomorrow's episode. But today we're looking at three key match. Excuse me, three key matchups in this contest and how they go down. Um, I admit that this is mostly me as I'm watching West Virginia and continue to get impressed by guys I didn't necessarily know a whole lot about beforehand, um, and that shifts things for sure. Um, first matchup, we're going to talk about something that happens up front and center. Second matchup is a what I imagine will be a one-on-one kind of matchup on the perimeter, but it could be the inverse of that. More on that in a second. It'll make a lot more sense in the second segment. And the third and final segment is going to be looking at a pair of signal, caller, signal callers. I can speak. I promise. I speak for a living. They are both signal callers. But first, let's talk about the up front and center matchup, and that is Zach Frazier, the West Virginia Center versus Houston's Jadosier Dot and Wonko. Now, we all know Dot. Dot is very good. I don't have to sell you on Dot being good. Dot is as good as it gets as the nose tackle spot. And while he's a little undersized, he does so many great things as hands, feet, and leverage that it kind of makes up for a lot of the masks, a lot of those kinds of things. If you're a sucker for line play like me when it comes to football games, you need to go watch the Zach Frazier kid. He is as good as it gets. This is a primetime matchup because Zach Frazier is a top-ranked center in the country. Um, he's had a little bit of a down year in his pro football focus scores compared to last year, but he still is near the top or at the top week in, week out as far as center play in all of college football. Yes, all of college football. He was a preseason All-American from a number of different publications. He's pretty frequently referenced as the top center on most NFL draft boards. I will say, for what it's worth, it still has him looking like a third-round grade, but that's really because of where the you know average interior offensive lineman or center goes. Uh, most people will take tackles. 
obviously as early as first overall pick. And then they'll even take smaller tackles or less mobile tackles or like that and say, we can turn him into a guard or, Hey, he played high school basketball. Maybe he can set like they do those kinds of things more often than that in the first couple rounds. The fact that as a center, he's a third round grade at all is impressive in and of itself. If you're an NFL draft guru, um, and what Zach Frazier really does for West Virginia at their center spot is he dictates a lot of the run scheme because whether it's an odd front or an even front, he doesn't need a double team to help him out. You'll see a lot more times against the even front, like Houston runs in that 4-2-5. He ends up involved in double teams. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's more to help out his own guards. West Virginia is, I'm hearing from my people I talked this week from West Virginia, it sounds like they're potentially down an offensive lineman and may have a second one playing hurt. We'll see more on that by Thursday. They also had a bye week, so obviously a little bit of time to heal up. Um, but his play as a whole, Zach Frazier that is, may be even more impactful because what they get to do as an offensive line in their zone scheme and their downhill run stuff is all predicated on he can dictate and dominate an interior guy one-on-one in a way that most interior offensive linemen don't. They just get a double team, right? Don Wonko, as we've watched him play for a few years now in Houston, never gets single blocked, right? His calling card is that he eats double teams. We've talked about on the show a number of times. He eats double teams and makes plays without necessarily making tackles. He takes up two, two offensive linemen, lets the linebacker run through Scott Free. He takes up three offensive linemen, lets Cedric Williams run through Scott Free. Like He takes up double teams that give his buddies single one-on-one coverage. So you get to see Nelson Caesar beat a tackle one-on-one because that guard inside Nelson Caesar can't come help. He has to deal with Dot because Dot's taken up the center and the guard, right? Dot is very, very talented and very, very good. And this is the biggest test he'll probably have in his entire career at Houston, certainly the biggest one he's had thus far. Dot has risen to the occasion in every at every time we've asked him to. The only time we've had any struggles with him is frankly as he's been playing hurt this year. He hurt his ankle early on, and he'll tell you he's 100. He'll tell you he's, he's other playing right. I don't mean he's a competitor. I don't mean to say to take anything away from that. And I hope that's not how this gets taken. Um, if this ever gets back to that or anything like that. What I do think though is that it's fairly clear that they had him on some sort of a kind of like a pitch count or, or a snap count kind of thing when he was in there since going down with that injury. Um, and honestly, they kind of can't afford to do that against West Virginia. Now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with Cedric or the other guys, but Dot's got to play, and Dot's got to play well to have a chance against this guy. 6'3", 3'10", very agile, very mobile, and very, very smart Zach Frazier is, right? If Dot can dominate up front and make him lean on his guards for help, and the double team kind of stuff, it'll change a lot of the West Virginia run game. It'll change a lot of the outcomes in this game. On the inverse, if he doesn't, Houston has not had to operate in a world where Dodd is not demanding a double team very often. But when they did, they gave up a lot of rushing yards to teams like Rice. right? And so suddenly it's like, well, they're having trouble against teams like Rice when Dodd's get, when the nose tackle is getting single teamed. What are they going to do against a team like West Virginia that runs the ball so, so well? Um, I say that to say that it's not the sexiest matchup in the world. It's not necessarily even the one that you'll hear a lot about over the course of the broadcast because, frankly, most broadcasters, unless they played on the line or maybe even played a little tight end, aren't looking at the linemen themselves. 
but it's going to be one to, for you and I to keep an eye on because I'm telling you, it's going to shape a lot of the way this game plays out. It's not the only interior offensive line matchup but by any stretch. It's not the only time, like one-on-one matchup happening in the trenches. And it's not the only, like, if West Virginia has a bunch of rushing yards, it does not necessarily mean that that matchup did not go our way. But it's one that if Houston's going to have a chance, they've got to dictate the way that matchup goes, or at least in a 50-50 split when they're half right? And that's got to happen. I have faith in Dot to make it happen, but that's one I'm keeping an eye on, and I think you should too. Now, I want to talk some more about uh, other matchups throughout this game and you know, maybe more sexier spots you might hear about a little bit more often, but first, we do need to talk about our buddies, and first, I want to talk about our buddies from Prize Picks. Now, Prize Picks is a new sponsor here, helping us out some at Locked On, and they are a fun company to get involved with our daily sports fantasy platform, one of the largest in North America, and they're easy to play and exciting. It's an exciting way to play that daily fantasy type stuff. Um, make sure that as you go through this, you can check out uh, various quick withdrawals and easy gameplay, all kinds of things when you get on their app to check out. Uh, now, whenever you're on the daily prize picks or going through daily prize picks, you can go through their week promotions. They do big play, big payouts like Taco Tuesday each Tuesday. Uh, they have discount players projections up to 25% across for even more value or on their site as well. Prize picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. With prize picks reboot policy, you're going to stay in even if one of your players gets injured in NFL games and college football top 25 matchups. You have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return to the game. That player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with this type of injury insurance. Now, I'm enjoying kind of hedging some of my stuff with this daily price pick. It makes me get invested in games I'm not typically invested in. And that's, I think, why it's such an exciting offer for you as well. Make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com locked on college promo code locked on college and they'll match you up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy prizepicks.com. But wait, that's not it. We've got more to talk about. Our buddies over at the Game Time app are trying to make sure that folks get in the game and get in the gates this Thursday. Here's the fun thing about playing a Thursday game. You can go to the Houston Cougar game on Thursday and still have a full weekend of stuff to do. So with Game Time, the Game Time app is perfect for finding tickets, last-minute tickets for whatever you want to get done, whatever you want to go see, and has the lowest prices guaranteed. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know what you're getting and you know that you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game Time app has deals, tickets right at the start of the event and an hour after they start. They are the place to find last minute deals, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, theater, comedy, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section of the game time, picks the seats. You're going to average 18% in savings by just picking kind of the roughly spot where you want to see and let them do the rest. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you can find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time credits you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Down the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on college L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for 
up to $20 off of your purchase. Download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, so I mentioned that my second segment was me on a, a match that's a little bit sexier. Um, but one kid from West Virginia jumped off of the screen in watching what they do in coverage. And that kid's name is Beanie Bishop. Now, Beanie Bishop started off at Western Kentucky, a little bit smaller school. Moved up to Minnesota last year. They tried to use him as more of a nickel guy. He is 5'10", maybe 5'9", a stockier build at corner. I could see why they play him in the nickel guy the same way we play Malik Fleming in there, right? Um, however, he sees himself as more true lockdown side guy. He went to West Virginia to get that opportunity, and, man, it has worked out for him. One of the big reasons for this West Virginia turnaround from last year to this year is that Beanie Bishop kid, and he is one of their two lock down corners um i imagine in watching them play even in their zone coverage and we'll talk more about how that shapes this matchup in a second but even in their zone coverage i imagine he is initially following matthew golden around um they do trade size of their corners throughout the course of the game because they're in a more traditional zone coverage they don't do it quite on every play the same way you might see a man-to-man team say hey Beanie, you got number two, just follow him wherever he goes. Cat coverage, right? The better you are, the more likely you are to just run cat coverage where I got that cat, you got that cat, right? They're not quite doing that whole lot over there. They're doing a lot of uh, zone coverage that have their corners sitting underneath stuff and safeties over the top of stuff. Um, and so you'll see him, I imagine, still find the side of the field that Golden is on. But I, I also think that you're going to see him on the side of the field that Golden is on doing zone coverage type things. The thing that Houston has to watch out for as he tracks Golden initially, I'd imagine, is that this will take away a lot of the rub route kind of stuff that Houston likes to do. So, for example, the kind of stuff they like to rub uh, Matthew Golden off of a stick route from Sam Brown, they run Golden deep or whatever, that doesn't work as well against the zone because there's no man assigned to Brown to rub off of or to create like a little bit of a a speed bump or whatever for the guy coming around. They've got zone coverage on stuff. I'll take things away in that instance. The thing that's interesting about Bishop is he's done a really good job of also as a low corner playing the low zone, taking away screen passes and things like that, which I think is interesting because that is something I think Houston should utilize more than do very well. Right. And so, um, It'll be interesting to see how he handles that. Like, is he the person who's like fighting Man Jack on the block? Potentially, I mean, everyone practices. Does he win that block? Does he take away the screen pass in that instance? Or is he the kind of guy that is more assigned to take away the funnel, take away the tunnel kind of screens? Funnel goes in, uh, tunnel goes out, or I had the backwards. Funnel goes out, tunnel goes in, right? Um, Those kinds of actions, again, I think that he does all of those things well. What's interesting to me in looking at his numbers is, He's only gotten thrown at like 40 times in the five games they played this season, which I think speaks to how, honestly, I think it speaks to a lot of how locked down a corner he is. Um, I, I think that, frankly, it speaks to that in a lot of ways because it means that they're not throwing the ball to his guy because his guy, the guy in his zone is not open, right? Um, and so if you're looking at, what does this do for West Virginia or what does this do for this is a guy that has two interceptions in the 
29 targets he's officially uh, given with on Pro Football Focus. I I saw one person have him down in the low 40s. That's so why I've been rounding closer to 40. Zone coverage and targets can be kind of tricky as far as stats go. I will say, though, that he has the two picks and six other pass breakups. There were two of those pass breakups that uh, one against Tech – one early on, I think it was Penn State, that could have also been interceptions. Um, so he could very easily have the inverse almost. We had four pi- uh, four picks and four pass breakups. That's like a Malik Fleming kind of first start of the year, right? With the thing we were, we were also excited about Malik coming in and having those interceptions off the, out the gate and how he's been so, kind of this revelation. Beanie Bishop is doing that for them as well. And that's why I'm interested to see how this matchup goes. Again, I think he'll start the game as a zone corner playing the low side of whatever side Matthew Golden is on. Um, because Matthew Golden's a guy we all you know we all know is talented. Everyone that watches films knows is talented. And people are admittedly having success, some success in taking him away. Um, but I, I think what'll be interesting to see is over the course of the game, if they shift him to Golden and Golden is kind of locked down, but Houston has found Sam Brown as they have throughout the year this year, right? Sometimes the defense dictate who gets yards, and Sam Brown has obviously exploited that and having a tremendous, a, a future pro kind of year. Um, do they, as folks, I mean, Sam Brown is from West, went to West Virginia. They're pretty familiar with him. Do they look to eventually flip sides with him and get him on that side or not? That'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, regardless, with the way that they do the zone coverage, his impact as a one-on-one defender will be interesting for me to watch because I don't think they think of Houston as a team they got to break their tendencies for, right? You could look at Houston at two and three and be like, you know what? We'll be good. We're going to do what we do, et cetera. But schematically, I could also see it be like, man, the ways that people be in Houston is by frustrating Golden, by making Donovan take a long time to throw, and the ways you do that are by pressing up and playing man and making giving your pass rush time to get after the passer, right? Does West Virginia try to alter what they do, maybe play some more of a combo coverage? I don't think so. They haven't shown that from what I can tell in games so far. Um, but I do think it'll be interesting to see how Beanie Bishop follows or where he lines up. And that'll frankly tell us some about what they think they're trying to take away because he's the guy that kind of leads the spear of the defense at that point, right? They're trying to take away where he lines up because he's doing such a great job of taking things away. So if we see them open the game with him on Sam Brown's side, it's like, oh, that's how teams are watching the film now. You can see a big day from Matthew Golden. Um, you know, we'll see where those kinds of things go, but that's why I'm watching that matchup. And I also watch that matchup because if Houston can win that matchup, if Houston can run by Beanie Bishop or, you know, confuse him in zone or run guys kind of level him out in zone, have a high and a low and make him wrong and those kinds of things. Then suddenly they're kind of off to a great start and frankly could very well put up a lot of points in this ball game. Now I'll talk about the guys in charge of helping put up those points in a second, but first let's talk about something we all hope that we don't end up needing. And that is, a great set of medical supplies. Now, obviously, you need to have a great set of medical supplies. I just more mean like you hope you don't ever have to have to have to use them. But if you do have to use them, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones 
during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Just med- Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Code LOCKEDON gets you $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today. All right, the last one-on-one matchup is the wrong way to look at this, but the last matchup I want to see is Signal caller versus air quote signal caller because West Virginia's defensive coordinator, Jordan Leslie, is going to have some sort of scheme drawn up for Houston's signal caller, right? It's what you call a quarterback, Don Smith. Um, and it's interesting because Houston's never played West Virginia before. So this is entirely new for Houston. Um, but Donovan Smith himself, having played at Texas Tech last year and the year before, has only played four snaps against. Jordan Leslie and a Jordan Leslie defense. Now, I do want to talk through who Jordan Leslie is because he has an interesting backstory. I think it helps shed some light on what you could expect to see. Um, he's kind of worked his way up from being a defensive line coach in his time at West Virginia. Before that, he was at Troy. Before that, he was the defensive coordinator at East Mississippi Community College in Scuba, Mississippi. Yes, that same Scuba, Mississippi, East, East Mississippi Community College from Last Chance U. Um, I'm not saying he rode the success of that to NFL to a high level college success or whatever, but if you're a fan of that show, you remember in the very first season, which was his last season there, one of the most talented groups on the defense, and he was the defensive coordinator, was the defensive line. Consistently since he's been coaching college football, whether it's at Troy, East Mississippi, and Scuba, or West Virginia, the defensive line has been very, very good. Uh, further, the, the kind of very, very good that like frustrates a quarterback. Um, last year, they just had a historically, for relative to West Virginia, like a guy that I'm sure they'll put up in the Hall of Honor there at some point, blah, 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 um, defensive lineman. Um, this year, they've got more of a unit, like a, a good quality unit. That's why I didn't pick one single guy with a defensive coordinator. I also, though, picked the defensive coordinator because in watching their game films, Jordan Leslie has a problem that I think Donovan can exploit. And that is he has trouble with called runs to the quarterback. Now, teams aren't doing this a whole lot. They're not giving him a whole bunch of snap counts of it. But it is giving them problems, the most obvious of which was Chandler Morris. He had 74 yards on four designed attempts and two scrambles that took him downfield, including a big touchdown, right? Um, Now, obviously, West Virginia was able to beat TCU. But it kind of makes you wonder, like, huh, if they let Chandler Morris boogie a little bit more, could they've gotten more production out of that? I mean, they got 74 yards on amounts to just six plays of running the football. Yikes, that's a lot of yards per carry. But even against guys like uh, at Texas Tech, right? Texas Tech had their starter get hurt and then had come in with their backup and was hesitant to run Baron Morton. But uh, Tyler Shuck, their starter, had 18 yards and or 18 yards and three carries, right? That's six yards a carry. That's pretty strong. And I say that to say that Donovan Smith has been, it looks like to me, reluctant to turn on the Jets and take off and run 
throughout a lot of games this year. He finally did that some in the first half against Tech, but I think he's trying to understand and grow in the offense and work through the full progression in what is admittedly not a quarterback run scheme heavy offense. But I wonder whether it's pre-snap RPOs, um, box count kind of stuff, or if it's you know just you know second reads not there, I'm taking off and booking it kind of stuff. Whatever the case may be, is Donovan and thus the Houston Cougars or are the Houston Cougars English? That's a language, right? Um, are they better off if he starts trying to beat them with his legs because the zone defense you would think schematically, if you're an excess nose guy, should be taking that kind of stuff away because even if the receivers all run deep, there's someone assigned to be close to the line of scrimmage for if the quarterback takes off. But what really ends up happening, it looks like, is it's creating bubbles or pockets or the corner is working like between the numbers and the sidelines and the linebacker is covering the guy close to the, to the hash and there's this big window there to kind of scoot up and make some yardage. Those kinds of bubbles are happening in this defense in a way that you know, an X's nose perfectionist will tell you should not be happening, but they are. And I think Donovan Smith's a very talented. I think he's a very talented quarterback. I, I, I'm higher on him than a lot of you guys commenting down below. I see you typing right now. I know who you are. You're going to tell me that I see you. I'm very high on him as a quarterback, considering he's had to learn a whole new offense. And frankly, considering that, like, you know, this is an offense that like is adjusting to his strengths, just like it's, he's adjusting to it, right? But one thing he did well at Tech, even after he'd lost the starting job, was run the football. And one thing he did well versus Tech this year, um, even in a losing effort, was run the football. And one thing that West Virginia has had trouble with from a defensive standpoint schematically is stopping the quarterback run. And I'm not saying you got to go to prize picks or got to go whatever and put a bunch of money down on this. If Houston wants to win this football game, one way to control the clock, one way to keep the chains moving, and one way to make sure that you don't have negative plays is when it all breaks down in those 2.75 seconds that Donovan Smith's had all year because that's all he's getting, to take off, to run, get things positive. Now, do would I also like to see things like the tush-push on fourth and one? Yes. Would I also like to see things like drawn-up quarter, drawn quarterback powers? Absolutely. I'd love to see all of that. Frankly, we've had great discussion on the show in the past about how talented the back quarterbacks are. If he, <coughs> excuse me, if he takes a ding to his non-throwing shoulder and has to come out for a second, I think we're okay as long as he's not like long-term injury. I don't want him to get hurt. I said to more to say that like I don't get the fear of running the quarterback, especially when if you flip on the West Virginia tape, it's something that they cover poorly. If I missed a matchup, I, I admittedly almost wrote down. I almost did Nelson Caesar versus Gunter Green. I kind of think that's a whole sack avenue thing. We'll talk more about that in the keys, the preview, you know, spoiler alert. We'll talk about that in the preview, the three keys to the game on Wednesday. Um, if you think I missed some other matchup or some other thing in this game, tell me, tell me down below, tell me in the comments. We make sure we check through those the best we can each and every day. Remember to make locked on Cougs your first listen. Today. We make, we appreciate you making us your first listen today. If you're looking for more news around the conference, we're going to recommend Locked On Big 12 for a second listen. Thank you all so much, Locked On Cougs. This is Prime Locked On Podcast Network, and that means your team every day. Go Cougs.